Hello, everyone, and we are live. Welcome back to Staking Mondays. My name is Ken, and I'm with co-founder of Staking Rewards, Merkel Schmiedel, and we are delighted to welcome today's guest, Cyrus Fazel, the founder and CEO from Swissboard. And before we start today, I'd like to mention that today's episode is very special. There's actually a 5,000 CHSB giveaway today in which five winners will be selected for 1,000 CHSB each. So this is, this is huge, guys. This is a giveaway that's worth about 3,000 USD. So you want to pay attention to how you can participate in this right now. So first, you want to follow Staking Rewards and SwissBorg on Twitter. Secondly, you want to subscribe to the Staking Rewards YouTube channel, where you should be watching this video right now. And then you also want to download the SwissBorg app, and that's where you're going to receive the CHSB in case you win, okay? And to increase your chances of winning, drop a question for Cyrus in the chat during today's episode, Make sure to mention your Twitter handle as well after the question so we can get in touch with you to make sure you know that you've won. All right. So, Cyrus, welcome. And let's jump right into it today. So we're going to start you off with a few icebreaker lightning round questions. And right away, Cyrus, what was the first crypto investment you had outside of BTC and Ethereum? Uh, good question. I have to remind. I think so. It was... Uh, mm, I'm not mistaken... It was probably Litecoin, I would say. Yeah, Litecoin was the the third one now. That's cool. And, and which 2016. Yeah. And and which person inspired you the most during your crypto journey all the years? I would say many of them. Andrea Santanapoulos was definitely uh, one that I, I uh, but Roger Ver, I think so as well, was a great one. Uh, you know, I, I like when people have been building for such a long time and, and have been continuously, you know, uh, CZ is one of those, even he has a listed CHSV token. Uh, I think so there's been many, uh, Brock Pierce, you know, uh, that's another one that, you know, has been really uh, rocking the, the ecosystem for a long time. And uh, yeah, I'll say those those four are, are definitely some uh, great ones. Yeah, and Vitalik, obviously, Vitalik. Uh, sorry, I forgot Vitalik. Vitalik definitely, Vitalik was probably the one that uh, really brought me into crypto, to be honest, because I had Bitcoin, but when I understand the vision and the mission of Ethereum, that's when I really got interested. So Vit Vitalik would be probably, uh, yeah, the, the one who gave me the most influence. Excellent. And Cyrus, how about an inspirational crypto lending platform outside of your own? Ave, for sure. Cool. And what's your, like, do, do you listen to crypto podcasts? Do you have a favorite? Um, well, there's Crypto Night, obviously, because my brother does it. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, there's on chain, obviously, you guys. Uh, uh, but yeah, there's there's few of them I like uh, quite a lot. Last time you checked your crypto portfolio? Uh, a few seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right on. And like, which destination are you planning to travel to next? Uh, well, to Mars, you know, or to the next planet. Uh, but if not, I think so right now with the the lockdown, I'm between, I'm in Switzerland, that pretty much, um, and probably will be going to uh, south of France to go see my mom as well. That's cool. Amazing. Um, so let's let's jump into some of the uh, questions that we prepared for today. Um, by the way, I'm super excited about the giveaway as well. Um, that's uh, the biggest giveaway we ever had. And um, I really would like to participate as well. Um, so please, like drop your questions in the in the chat, guys. And um, 
we will we will pick a winner at the end then. Um, so uh, Cyrus, like, um, wh what's your short-term price prediction for the crypto market now that like everything is uh, going down a bit? Like, um, what what are your thoughts on it, um, and how do you think that will play out in the in the short term, like next few days or until the end of the year, kind of? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, um, so I did this, uh, and shout out as well to all the Suspur community. I see a lot of people here, Dennis and Lindani and, and, and so many others. Uh, really cool to uh, see you. Thanks for, for, for uh, uh, checking out this podcast live. Um, I think so, you know, we, I did a tweet on when, on Saturday uh, evening and, or Saturday morning. And, uh, and I think the consensus was very interesting one. Because whenever you have a you do a Twitter poll about crypto, it's always you know most people, you know it's always you know we're going to two hundred thousand Bitcoin and whatever five trillion mar uh, market cap total market cap right, and uh, here it was um, it was actually so some people were more in like the fifty k by the end of the year, uh, some people were a little bit bearish and some people were a little bit bullish. So it was really a good consensus, which actually was pretty flattish. Um, you know, it, it's always very hard. Uh, I thought that uh, December was not going to be great. Uh, so far, it's definitely doesn't look very good. But who knows? You know, we could have just one catalyst and then it can move the market. Uh, people are all talking about crypto winter. Uh, it might happen uh, because, well, COVID and, and Omicron and all that, you know, maybe it's to destabilize. But I don't see this like a real winter like yeah, i don't see that more than a month to where people you know maybe we'll have a sudden crash and correction and then you know you know build back stronger fundamentals because the market is so different so um i see bitcoin roughly at, at fifty thousand by the end of the year um <coughs> but who knows yeah and it's interesting you kind of touched on it where there's a lot of contradicting predictions when it comes to the price of crypto and why do you think it is that it's so hard to predict the price of crypto is it because the market's so new or is there so many global contributing factors what is it well it's the whole point right you don't want to you don't want to make it easy if not like why would you watch a movie if you knew every ending by heart right the greatest movies are the ones where you're you're trying to figure out what's the ending you're trying to figure out who's doing what and at the end you get surprised and i think so uh this market is is you know, there's a lot of different fundamentals that go to this market, uh, but there's a lot of insanity, insanity that comes to this market and and drives the I love you Bitcoin and I love you Ethereum to this is a shitcoin, right? Which is always a very awkward uh, bipolar type of relationship. And, um, you know, I think so. The big difference is that today we're using crypto. We, ha we haven't been using that much crypto until DeFi and 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 I would say now with a bit with NFTs and all the metaverse that's being built and all that, so we're going to be more using more and more this technology not as such as an investment tool, but as a real way to create you know value. And I think so that's that's the big difference from the crypto winter back when well 2017 we all loved crypto, 2018 everyone hated crypto, uh, but there was not such strong use cases, right? ETH land back then when you know, they did their ICO, they launched their platform, they had like 50 users. Aave now has, you know, a big amount of users and more importantly has, yeah, you know, you know, 20 billion plus uh, uh, locked into their platforms. So it's a very different uh, stimulus. And um, 
but it still has a bit about this bipolar market, which is that I love you, I hate you. And uh, this is the biggest leap of Web3 is going to change the world to this is quite a scam. And I think so it's good. It's uh, it's just uh, people have to believe in what they invest, what they use and what they love. And if you connect, as I always say, the three P's product, um, sorry, profits, purpose, pro no purpose, sorry, <laughs> I got that wrong. Uh, so you go profits and then you use a product and that at the end you invest with purpose, well, then you're going to have a very uh, a great uh, experience. That's great. Makes a lot of sense. And then like for the, for the uh, prices in general, and for the crypto market volatility, do you think that uh, staking and like yield aggregation and uh, like lending platforms and everything, do, do you think like having this capital locked up there and like having people actually participate, like being able to participate with these tokens, do you think that will help to stabilize the market? Completely. Um, yeah, that's a, that's exactly it. I think so. The focus is very much different because if you just buy bitcoin and you buy a 20,000 and you say well then now it's 50,000 now it's back to 20,000 whatever you just look that as an investment but if you start using it as a passive income and a way to start earning around the staking we see it on our platform today i think so two-thirds of all the crypto we have are actually yielding and 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 that makes something really really good because people will start realizing that you know it's not a short term you know, it's actually a midterm and maybe a long-term way of thinking, right? Uh, and I think so. That's great. That's that's something that has dramatically changed the the value of of how we invest. And um, yeah, yeah, and and it should stabilize the markets, right? So, um, do you believe there will be another bear bull cycle like we've seen in the past years, maybe the 2017, 2018, or even going back to 2013 and 2014? Or do you believe we're basically going to continue here in just one massive super cycle with smaller drawbacks, considering staking and institutional adoption stabilizing the markets? Well, the Great Depression happened right in the financial markets, and you know they happened in, in the 27 and 89, then after you know, or maybe 79, sorry, then in 87, and then and then and then in 2007. But those, if you look at the, at the, since 1927 to, 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 to 2007, or was it 23? Anyway, it doesn't matter. The last 80 years, uh, you saw the, the depression always went smaller amount of time, right? It, it started like years back then in the 20s, which then led to the last real depression, which was 2008, but it was only like a year or maybe 14, 16 months, let's say. And I think so it's the same thing with, with crypto, which is that, uh, you know, I don't see, I don't see a crypto winter that will last for two years. It just doesn't, doesn't make sense anymore. That the game is very different. There's staking, there's DeFi, there's NFT, there's metaverse, but more importantly, there's great products. You know, back then products sucked. <laughs> Sorry for for saying there's not very there's not many good great, great products. So here we see more and more building different products. Uh, we see as well that you know all these big corporate institutions are adopting uh, and investing into metaverse and trying to create their own shops and this and that. And at the at the end, the last thing is that, or the two last figures is that, 
all the big money is not all the big money, big amount of money is actually into crypto. And we're seeing more and more ways for pension funds, for endowments, and for countries to to have a crypto as a, le a legal tender to actually invest. And and if you look at the whole of a spectrum of of investment, you see that credit and fixed income in general give you zero percent, um, or or is actually negative in some countries, um, which is in the case of Switzerland. Uh, then you you have uh, essentially commodities, but that's not ESG approved. So people like just investing into commodities is not as, you know, it's, it's not going to be working that well. Equities we have had probably the craziest year. I think so we're up 25%. The market has gone like one way pretty much uh, since the last 10 years. Uh, and then that's pretty much left, right? There's not so many ways to invest. I mean, there's real estate, but real estate as well has went through the roof. So what I see is potentially a massive correction as we've seen in, in the past year. And that cycle will be very short. Uh, and and then we'll, we'll bounce back stronger again and probably go to all time highs again. That's cool. So like you are, you are based in Switzerland, right? And, um, what do you think is like currently the biggest, um, like biggest potential for crypto, like which nation states do you think have the, the biggest potential for crypto adoption, like on the, on the high quality side, like to get people in with like, who can really, uh, have an impact on like the, the global crypto community and, and change it for good really. And, and to, to go one step further into into mainstream and like also um what kind of like which countries do you see the biggest traction from like on swissbook as well like where where do all the users come from and yeah i mean in switzerland obviously we're very spoiled right we're <laughs> we don't have any problems pretty much um you know just never had any problems uh i mean massive problems you know economical political social um wars whatever we know i mean obviously there's COVID right now but but even COVID probably will, will have enough people that will be able to manage hospitals will will be able to still go skiing where i'm right now in the mountains and and and, and so blockchain could only help switzerland but it's not a necessity yet because it's just a very well direct democracy a well managed country that's quite small where you see the the growth of crypto uh which is getting more and more interesting is into emerging markets right those are the markets where you need the most um and i was talking about this with anthony the co-founder swissborg the other day of how metaverse is a, just a great way if you're born in switzerland you're from a good family you know you're at, you get a, access to studies and you have you don't have you don't need to, you're allowed to express your opinions you don't have any issues whatsoever it's great right you don't you don't need to go into metaverse if you're in the philippines or if you're in venezuela or if you're in all these different countries where it's very hard to express maybe your individuality but even more harder to actually earn well what are you going to start doing is actually going to metaverse and you see that with axie infinity their biggest amount of users you know is is from those countries right and and i see that going more and more to to how things are going to evolve with crypto. You know, are, is everyone going to do DeFi in crypto? Hard to know. Uh, maybe through Swissboard is going to be very easy or other different platforms because you just need to plug, you know, just press one button and you're done, right? But, you know, going to swapping into uh, 
one bridge to another bridge and then yield farming or not and depositing to liquidity pools, making sure the ratio is good, looking good, they're not going to be liquidated, all that. That's never going to happen. I mean, to be honest, why would you do that? It's just, it's just, I mean, I love it, but, but most people don't. So I really see that, uh, yeah, play to earn is, as is really the, that, that massive point where people are going to start being like, Hey, I don't need to invest anymore into crypto to really uh, enjoy this blockchain revolution. I could start actually playing. And by playing, I earn you know rewards and then I could maybe invest more or whatsoever. But this is where, where, where uh, I think so a lot of value creation will be brought. And that's why, you know, really back then with, with Engine, we, we've, we've, you know, we created a great partnership. There's different games. We, we, they, they land for us and all that. And, and I, I strongly believe gaming is going to be, uh, you know, if it's Decentraland, if it's Sandbox, Avegochi, or many other new ones uh, that will, will take over, uh, it's going to be fascinating to see the, the adoption curve. And um, yeah, hopefully that will happen in next year. Absolutely. Fascinating insights on the play to earn trend that we're seeing now. It's sort of level the playing field, so to say, for uh, all the users that are getting into it. Um, talking about some of the yields that are generated on the Swissboard platform, uh, Cyrus, can you tell us how these yields are generated? Uh, the smart yield specifically? Yeah. Does it imply leverage or, or how sustainable is the yield that you guys are generating? Yeah, that's a good question. So starting next year, we're really going to we're going to bring more and more ways to uh, potentially get yield and, and it'll be on a risk basis. Uh, I think so that's something very important to know. And, and to every listener, you know, there's no free lunch or free dinners in life. When you're having, you're getting interest rate, that means there's a risk, right? That's, that's easy. People believe it's just like, you know, you, you know, you're, you're just depositing and you're, you're, you're not exposed to any risk. That is a very wrong uh, unfortunately wrong uh, connotation. So um, what we have seen with the last year of, so it's been now 13 months, we're, we're, we're offering yield uh, to our lovely community members. Uh, and by the way, it's super cool to see all these green hearts, by the way. <laughs> green hearts to you guys as well. Um, uh, the idea is that we've created an Oracle that scans essentially all these different uh, yield pl yield platforms. Back then, we used to do this on like across a very big amount of platforms, and then over the summer, a little bit earlier, yeah, over the summerish, we we started saying like, okay, this is great, but maybe there is a lot of risk, and uh, we've seen you know a lot of different news, and a lot of people have have lost and you know their their funds. So we went really to flying to quality. Or said, okay, what are the platforms where we know and we're, we have partnerships, or at least we know them on a personal level? Uh, it's like Ave, Compound, all these other stuff, and other guys, Curve, and others that we've listed. All these projects that we list, we really try to work with them, and um, and and this is really what we're doing today. Is is essentially uh, mainly on on Ethereum, on Matic, and as well Binance Smart Chain. We try to make sure what are the the most secure platforms. And how can we start offering uh, yield uh, through, uh, you know, crossing between these different platforms? And, and, and that's, I think, so we believe it's probably the easiest and the fairest way to reward. 
it's maybe not triple digit numbers or even sometimes double digit numbers. Uh, but at least on a risk basis, again, we feel comfortable that we're not going to have any impermanent losses, which happen. And, uh, and, and, and that's why we're, we're right now uh, uh, doing this only with few platforms. Can you say which factors influence the yield on, on Swiss Walk exactly? To say like, if there's like a lot of leverage in the market, the yields go up and like, do you have like some kind of ways looking at the market and saying, okay, if this happens, then the yields will go up or like, if that happens, the yields will go down or something. Yeah. I mean, so what we do is that, I mean, what we do in terms of risk is that we always try to factor the risk into multiple different layers. The first one, you know, we look at projects and what they're doing. Then we look at, you know, liquidity pool size, how big are we in the pool? Uh, then we look at what's the underlying, you know, if it's DAI or if it's another uh, different uh, stable coin, what is the risk as uh, subject to that one? And we really try to factor in all the different uh, risk financial metrics, then as well with all the technical ones. So this is really more cybersecurity and, 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 and the, the team that is looking on a daily basis saying, okay, these are the right platforms. Oh, wait, there's an update on this protocol. We have to look in this oracle and make sure that you know things are going to be updated or not in a, in a proper way. So that, this is really how we 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 factor in the most risks, and uh, and how yeah, how do we we really manage to uh, hopefully perform in the best way? Yeah. And then in terms of markets, how do we look at markets? Well, obviously when markets are very shaky. Uh, you you have to be looking <laughs> you have to essentially be looking at this on on a you know on on, on an hourly constant basis and making sure that you know where wherever your funds are uh, there's no the liquidator factor has to be me working very well but that again we you know when you're doing this with the platforms that are big uh, such as having compound the list the the risk is very uh, uh, yeah it's, it's much uh is much lower than than with the bigger ones yeah or with the smaller ones sorry yeah so obviously you're managing risk by going with these well-known uh platforms the bigger ones right um but but how would you manage an instance where user funds were at risk would you like how would you protect the users in that case is there any kind of insurance fund that backs up users funds or like how do you protect yeah. the user in the end yeah yeah, yeah, we always have managed to put so some of the some of uh, our our fees essentially were bought into this. Um, um, sorry, I forgot the name, but into this. Uh, I forgot it. How do you say it? But in this basket that was essentially is that if there's any permanent losses, well, the long story short, uh, Swissborg will be paying it back. We now have like a, a big amount of CHSB that is there, and then in any case, if it happens that there's any permanent losses, well, then uh, Swissborg would would take the take the, the decision of essentially uh, paying this back in CHSB tokens. Uh, so a safety net. There you go. I was looking mm -hmm. forward. So yeah, we we put in place a safety net, and uh, and but we again, I think that providing better i mean lower yields but uh, less risky ones we strongly believe that today the yeah the game has changed and really starting next year this is really i think so there's many things obviously there's in the in the in the pipeline and the roadmap but there's two different things is that uh 
one of the goals at Swissborg is, you know, to understand what's your financial purpose in life, right? And and really to educate people and edutain people in the best way where people can start really creating their financial ID on the blockchain and really get to know what 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 do they want to do, right? And and um, and I think so. The smart engine where you just buy crypto and it shows you the best routes, you know, that has been the first one, the yield as well. But the, the yield of next year is to start saying, okay, there, there's these amounts of different uh, strategies. Which one do you feel the most comfortable with? And uh, just to, to know if you want to get like 8% with USDC or 15%, we'll try to explain you what's the rest between these two. And essentially the user will be able to choose his own uh, risk profile. And I think so that's something that's really interesting because we're thinking, you know, we're, we'll probably bring in mining and different ways. And obviously there's there's a lot of different ways. And, uh, and if you look on the brackets of these different um, uh, risk, you know, the the lowest one would be probably staking on a blockchain, right? If you're validating uh, a node, well, probably that is the lower risk. If you're going to yield farm on something that's a little bit crazy, well, then it's 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 doable, but it'll be at your own risk, right? Uh, and I think so. Hopefully, users will understand this and uh, will be able to, uh, yeah, to 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 enjoy at the at their best fit, yeah. Awesome. And so, like, how, how do you pitch uh, Swissbork or like the the lending service that you're offering to someone like who's entirely new to crypto, like? Um, I don't know, like the like my mom or someone else, like who hasn't been really exposed to crypto much, and but they they want to make use of like earning earning yield from crypto and like getting into crypto. Like how how would you pitch uh, your solution to them? So yielding on Swiss Work platform, we call this yodling. Okay, like yodel. It's from the you know the the Swiss or I mean Austrian or German, whatever you want to call it, the singing, right? And how you use and you yodel the, the, the crypto. Well, what I say is that every month we have over 55 people that are over 80 years old that yield through Swissport. And every month we have a little bit more than 50 people. And this has been doing for the last, let's say, seven, eight months. Uh, so that means it's quite easy to do it, right? <laughs> uh, so these people, most of the time, are grandparents uh, that yodel. And essentially, it's their kids that tell, not their kids, their grandchildren that teach them how to do it. Uh, so at first, it's quite, it's very easy. And, you know, I think so, you know, yodeling is very interesting because you're earning a yield. But more importantly, you're actually using the blockchain. And, and as, as, as Ken said earlier, is that you start thinking in a different way, right? Swiss board token, you know, it might be at 150 or at 50 cents. But if you're at a if you're a short-term investor, maybe this this will you'll, you'll feel uncomfortable, right? If you're a long-term investor, uh, we've seen this with multiple cycles of early-stage companies of early-stage cryptos, and we see at the long run, well, even if there was inter-monthly volatility or inter-quarterly volatility, on the long run, it didn't really matter, right? And 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 this yodeling mindset is is much smarter than just uh, trying to buy low and sell high, right? Or to trade it into trade every day. Some people are very good at it, but maybe if you're elder senior people, it's just that, okay, you buy what you believe in, then you start yodeling with it. And, you know, you could use the interest rates if you want them. I mean, the interest that you get out of them uh, or, or just leave it and and hopefully, you know, 10, 
20, 30 years from now, you'll be able to change someone's life or your own life or whatsoever. And in Switzerland, we have done this with Nestle. So most people that are fortunate uh, that their grandparents bought Nestle, uh, they've been essentially invested with Nestle, just let it what it is, but got those 4% dividend. It's one of the highest, by the way, stock for dividends. And uh, I'm not sure it's still 4%, by the way, maybe it's not much lo lower, but it used to be like that. And, and a lot of people have just been living on the interest rates of uh, uh, the coupon of uh, dividend of uh, Nestle. And a lot of these people have gave it to their children, they gave it to their grandchildren. And I think so crypto should be working on the same way where you could live on these uh, this interest rate and uh, and hopefully pass it over to the next generation to use it and and uh, yeah change the world while doing it so yeah and, and I love using that analogy of dividends on equities comparing that to staking yields or yields on crypto products I think it's the best way to relate to that older generation to let them know exactly what's going on here uh, with the yields in crypto uh, but we do have some regulatory hurdles that have popped up over the last year, especially here. Um, so I was wondering, is there any regulatory hurdles that you faced recently and how did you overcome them? Yeah, I think so. You know, the yield is old, you know, it, it, I think so when you're doing staking and, uh, and when you're doing yield farming uh, and then you're converting that yield farming into tokens, that there's a lot of different approaches, right? Some to say, oh, these are dividends, and the other ones say, no, actually, there's an activity behind it. That activity shows that it's not a dividend because a pure dividend is something they just hold passively, right? So if you're not, if you're validating something, if you're staking and you're doing yield farming into that, that's you're you're doing that, you're doing that active approach. So I think so. Uh, in the U.S., it looks like um, you know the regulators are really going strong on this. I would say in Europe, it's it's always like the things so that your brain approach is that uh, they're trying to really understand this in a good way. Uh, most regulators, we have an open discussion with them, and um, and I think so. You know, there's three things. First is that is this a regulated activity or not? In the case of DeFi, well, not really yet. We're getting there. Second, are you doing proper AML KYC? Uh, for all your customers or community members? Yes or no? Are you using a lot of leverage and letting know that you're doing this and there's a factor risk that is very high or not? Yes or no, right? And at the at the end, I think so, that's what regulators want, right? It's, it's always uh, to make sure that uh, what is being done is clear and and you're giving this to the right people especially in europe but in the us is a bit different that's why we're not there uh but i think so that's that's the approach that we have been doing and always having this open conversation uh and you know regulators are here to help they're not here to to be to be to sanction people and to bring down crypto projects and all that that's you know maybe some people believe in that but at least the regulators we talk to are really for innovation uh and uh, they just want you to do it in the right way and play around with 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 them and in, in, in a such way that there's a strong respect and uh and there's you do it in diligent uh, process too so um yeah that's great yeah I, I i like that point and it really makes sense of course regulators are here to to help the industry thrive um and provide more certainty um for the entire space to to continue to scale up and grow um mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I think it's really important to 
to talk and have these discussions with regulators um, and see what's the best like outcome in, in general. Um, so like, I don't know, like when, when uh, Swissborg was founded or like it's, it's probably a few years back, um, maybe you can give like a little bit like story, like uh, on the, the founding story behind Swissborg and then also um, what was like the, the difficult, most difficult part for you as like the, the founder and the team um, to like make this like a, a billion dollar um, kind of app and um, like what, what were kind of like the milestones for you on the way to, to get where, where you are right now with this book? Yeah, Mirko, just before asking the question 10, if you're okay, I could just answer the Yodling 2.0 uh, with the Swiss Borg yield. I think so that, that's another very interesting one. Um, so right now, if you're, you're, you're essentially staking Swiss Borg token, it enables you to receive a yield, right? And we thought that this is a great way to give more, uh, essentially, more utility to the Swiss Borg token. This has really was extremely well received. I think so it was in the in the in late Q Q1 of this year. And uh, but then we thought about you know what's our you know our mission or at least our vision of Swissborg against the decentralized nations, right? And 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 we thought about this decentralized approach and we said, well, um, you know, how if the big whales are actually yielding on Swissborg and yielding even more. That means we'll have a stronger concentration of big users, and uh, and not that we don't like, uh, you know, I have a, a big amount of obviously Swissborg tokens, and we're not against the fact that that, but it's very important to encourage a lot of people to become uh, to get into our platform, and, and uh, we said that how can we maybe look in a very more sustainable way uh, to build this? So we looked at all different theories of Guinea and this and that to see how does a network effect really work and and we really tried to create this virtual cycle which is that we incentivize extremely uh, higher people uh that's uh we incentivize essentially small uh, little fish that are just getting into the, to the, the platform to have higher essentially uh yield on the swissborg token to enable them to start accumulating some of swissborg tokens and then get to be for example community premium or the next new premium that we're building. And and that has, a, it's a very good and in, in, incentivized way to bring people to get more into the Swissborg network. And then obviously this network effect will have uh, just a, a great thing. And I, and I believe that that's a lot what, what is connected to our mission and how essentially, you know, it's better to be uh, yielding uh, with, you know, 5 million people onto one, one, an ecosystem through Swissborg or just to have, let's say 5,000, which have a very big amount of money, right? That's the whole mission of, of Swissborg. And, and uh, maybe that goes to the next, to the next question you had, question number 10 is, you know, what, why and how did we, we went through these different years? Um, Anthony, myself, we worked in finance for a long time and never really enjoyed our, our, our jobs. We didn't, we didn't ever feel that we had a mission. You know, we would work at, you know, asset managers, private banks, whatever, and money to make money, right? Uh, and then money to give to the very special VIPs. And we just never really got the, the whole thing. And uh, in 2015, you know, both quit our jobs. You don't know, he, was still, he, he then was working for actually another startup. And um, 2016, we said, okay, how can we literally change the world? 
by democratizing wealth management, by making fun fair and community centric. And that's quite an oxymoron, right? Uh, democratizing wealth management doesn't make sense <laughs> to, to some extent. Fair, fun, and community centric is definitely not uh, something that is in wealth management usually. Uh, it's probably the opposite. Um, and um, yeah, we had this crazy idea. Uh, we happened, obviously the ICO was, you know, that big landmark that enabled us to to have our first token generation event and and to raise that capital and and you know what 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 has been the reason why we've been able to 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 manage this successfully is we're always connected to our mission right i mean you know when i see re right now so it's be fam with the thing and and old dennis and you know marco and and i roman and everyone with these green hearts you know they could be super pissed right now, right? They could be super pissed to saying, hey, Cyrus, uh, you know, Swissborg is trading at 60 cents, right? It's It used to be at 150, right? But they understand that the the profit is very important, but the product we're building is great, but the philosophy behind it is even better. And that's why you, when you win hearts, the heart is the strongest thing that enables you to do crazy things. If your parents, or if, you, if you're a children, even if you look at your parents, you know, whatever happens, it will still be your parents, still be your brothers and sisters, and you have that heart. And I think so that's what we've been really created at Swissborg is that right in the beginning, you said, you know, we want to go to the Mars, we want to go to the moon, but it's going to be very bumpy. It's going to be extremely challenging. We're going to have to be very resilient. Crypto winter killed 99% of projects. It us, it make us just stronger. It made us, and you know, we had a lot of, you know, a lot of bad things in that too, in that crypto winter. But we just knew that was gonna, you know, we're gonna pass that through, and we're we're gonna be very successful because we're on a mission. And I think so. That has been really the 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 quest is whenever I talk to founders, and you know, what's their mission and what's their vision, and and how do they really prevail with their community. If, if you have the love that you have for your community and your mission, most probably you'll be hiring the right people, building the right products, uh, having, you know, having the right vision to, to, to launch these great things and hopefully be successful with them. But, uh, and I had this, this conversation with the founder of Axie Infinity and, and it was funny that how he, he, he understood something very well. He says, my only goal is to make sure my community, my community plays, enjoys, and makes a very good amount of money while doing so. And and I think so that, you know, that usually you don't really have it. Most video game guys are like, I just want to build a cool video game and, and make sure that everyone is stick to their control pad and playing my game all the time and then buying these different whatever things. And and that's a great mentality for 2010. Now we're going 2022 20, and we need to really, uh, you know, create this fantastic experience have a mission, create a fantastic product and experience with it, but more importantly, grow with your community. Yeah, thank you for sharing that with us, Cyrus. And it seems like Swissborg has an amazing community here just by all the comments in the chat, all the green hearts I'm seeing. Um, you guys are really winning on that aspect, big time. Um, so what would be the next massive milestone for crypto adoption you see coming in the next months and years? I know you already mentioned play to earn. You wanna just build on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, um, play play to earn is is definitely uh, one of the big theme. Um, but you know, there's other things, right? As well, it's like, 
Audius, for example, is a company that um, I don't think that their product is ready yet, to be honest. I think so the product has to really be improved. There's different social media that tried that never got into it. But we need to understand more and more that if we centralize all the power towards few companies, we might have no way back. These tech companies and these potentially other companies, they mostly tech companies, they could have a great vision, but they could as well eventually, you know, make you become their cyborg, right? <laughs> we want to have our own decentralized cyborg. And I, and, and, I, and, and I think so that's something that we really have to, as individuals, entrepreneurs, really favor in is how, how we could essentially still be able to build loan individual thinking, our process and, and uh, our communities, right? Um, so yeah, big trends, as I said, play to earn is definitely the, the metaverse. Um, there, it's going to be uh, the Facebook one and the decentralized one. Uh, obviously, I'm favoring the other one, the decentralized one. Uh, that, that's going to be a big theme. Um, I think that you know, if 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 we're able to entertain people through NFTs, uh, through tokens that could be interactive, uh, we're going to have more and more gaming around. Not essentially just a game, but like where you could vote for things that make sense how you can maybe build, uh, you know, a lot of different things that where people could be interactive. Like, let's say, I don't know, maybe uh, a movie or cartoon or a comic book where people start reading it and start saying, oh, I want to vote on this and that. And if it makes it evolve a little bit like like we saw Black Mirror, the Bandersnatch one, where you're able to choose like what type of uh, ending you wanted. If you if you build more and more uh, uh, playful ways where uh, you, you could essentially get more governance rights uh, and, and you could decide the faith of what's happening. I think so those would be a lot of, yeah, that would be a lot of, uh, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of room there and, and that could help a lot of people because we haven't listed any MEM tokens at SwissBorg and it's always this very controversial talk, right? Uh, whereas that people like, oh, we need it. You know, imagine all the people that want to buy it, but even those want to cash out. There's a great way for bringing more people in it, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of different things. Then there's the other side, which is that, oh, but this, you can't worry about fundamentals at SwissBorg. The SwissBorg token is so great because there's so much utilities. If you bring in Flocky or Floki, sorry, or, or, or I don't know, uh, Shiba Inu or Dogecoin or whatever, you're, you're, you're essentially... Um, you know, bringing something doesn't have so much value. And, uh, and yeah, I think so. That first extension of Shibu and, and Shiba and, and uh, of Dodge is really cool, is how to make fun of like people that believe that they're the smartest people and biggest hedge fund managers of all time. And then there's like a, you know, 18 year, year old kid that just overperforms his last five years of track record or even his 50 years of track record just by investing into it. You know, I think it's a super cool, to be honest. <laughs> especially I work in hedge funds. So when I see those people, I mean, I, I think this is just great. But but I feel this this is like the first, right? Just having and buying Shiba, Shiba makes you maybe cool enough to say like, I can make that crazy, insane performance. But then you start to have to live it more and maybe this could be marketplace for nfts and and these like uh you know so rare for example is a quite cool company of how people could play with these nft tokens and and how they could start to 
you know, uh, do what they'd like the most with football or chilies, have some things, funds as well with these fan tokens. So a lot of these different initiatives where people could, with with different cryptos, whatever the form is, enable to participate in what they like the most. But then do you, do you think that could actually be a, a conflict when you give like a lot of voting rights to users for like how they develop over time? Like for example, if you if you let the users on Swissbook vote for like which token to add, they will probably choose like some meme coin, right? But from well, your decision, you, you don't, right? So No, we did that. So we, not for the last three we voted, but just for the one before and uh, US got into it, right? They, they, but in the beginning we said, okay, what type of uh, cryptos you want to list? So obviously we cannot list every blockchain, right? Uh, there's not every blockchain yet is compatible with our infrastructure layer, uh, which is um, MPC and it's quite complicated to add is fireblocks and um so people are start start saying okay we want these top 10 tokens and it happened that dodge or shiba was one of the potentially winner out of the creating the first 10 tokens where everyone listed and then they said on the top 10 which one do you want to list right and we did give our recommendations right it's very similar to what's happening in switzerland right is that you need to get uh, a lot of people to vote for uh, essentially to create an initiative. You need 100,000 people that needs to vote. Uh, this essentially was was done uh, through our Swiss Board National Council. Uh, and then premium users were able to vote essentially, um, were able to vote for which one they really wanted with a factor, uh, which is that our Genesis premium was the highest premium, had a, a five times more votes than the community premium. But we got more than 10,000 people, I think so, or 15,000 people that voted for this. So that's quite very high for blockchain related subjects. And they voted for US and US is a great project. Um, and uh, yeah, the next one, we would love to do exactly the same for the next uh, tokens to be listed where people, because at the end, you know, I was watching just earlier, right? right earlier these beautiful uh swarm intelligence of these birds right some people could say it's super messy and some people say it's the nicest form of science and art at the same time where you have one you know one leading and then another one leading another one and and uh you know until you're voting on samples that are well thought and that the community is well aware why not and who knows where value is like Today, we're all saying there's there's value in Bitcoin. It's obvious. But five years ago, where a lot of us saying there was there's value in Bitcoin, it was 20 years ago very, was it normal to say that Google stock, I mean, tech stocks was going to overtake the whole S&P? Some probably would say it was obvious. But I could tell you Warren Buffett bought, you know, bought Apple in 2017. So that means it was not that obvious. Uh, and 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 what is what the value is, is usually what people think it is. So if you have, I don't know, five hundred thousand people that want to list one token, <laughs> so probably that's the token you want to list because if those five hundred thousand people buy it, that token is going to the moon. So yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Um, so I think we are ready to move on to some of the community questions. Um, and we've picked some here. So 
the first one is from uh, Dennis Glavon, and he's asking like, what motivated you like to build throughout like the entire bear market from 2018 to 2020? So you you talked about it earlier, um, but yeah, what, what was your your motivation in like keep on building the community and like expanding on the vision and yeah. Um, so a lot of entrepreneurs always think that raising capital is very difficult and it is, uh, but the most difficult is about building something that people love and then continuously have that same mindset of always creating crazy ideas that transforms into lovely scalable products. That's the hardest part. When you raise and you are like the head of the game and you think that you, you won the thing because you raised that hard cap, you know, it's great. And then when you see that hard cap, it's no more 52 million, it's now worth like 10 million, 15 million. There's two ways. There's the panic mode where he's like, okay, um, sorry guys, I'm out. And whatever that money is, you'd rather give it to a DEO or if you're, you're not very nice and kind, you just keep it for yourself, right? Um, and, you know, um, I think so there's different mindsets. What I always loved resilience. I, I did everything that was in my life about resilience. Even today, to be honest, the most, the nicest thing you could give me is to frustrate me. When you frustrate me, I'll make sure that I'll convince you eventually, right? All the, all the people, for example, we had extremely bad articles, even Switzerland that was saying I was the thief and all of that and blah, 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 which obviously was bullshit. People who wrote those articles are massive fans of Swissport today. Uh, and, and that has been like one of my things like, okay, okay, you think that of me, it's fine. Well, time will tell you and, and, and that when I say something, I put all the heart with it and, and, and I, I try to make it happen. If it doesn't, Within that time frame, it doesn't matter. I will eventually, soon enough, as I always say, soon is my word. I'll, 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 I'll make it happen. And uh, yeah, to, to that is, 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 and then the responsibility. The difference is that when you have 24,000, you know, people in the world that start to invest uh, and buy your token, and your token losses 95%, and you see that 90%, uh, so 20,000 people probably don't like you anymore <laughs> but you still have maybe a few thousands that still not doesn't like you but they're like yeah it's normal the whole thing dropped you know but maybe let's see and then you still see like some lovely people that believe in you and you're like okay maybe you know it's not only about the money it's it's about how, how we make this money into beautiful honey and 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 how that builds products and 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 then when you recruit new people and these new people want to 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 build and then you know the, the great thing of Swissborg we're just constantly hiring, hiring, hiring the best people and not in terms of skill set, the best people in terms of mindset, philosophy and how they're you know, they're entering this family that, that wants the better and get the better of out of themselves, but as well the entire community with it. And um yeah. Um it's like people, some people hate doing, some people like doing cross cross uh, skiing, right? Just going down the slopes. And then some people like uh, doing the ski touring, right? Going all the way on top of the, the mountain and you know, for three, four hours and then go down the slopes. Well, you know, I like both. Uh, I like as well ski touring where I'm just gonna waste a lot of energy up till uh, the mountain. and But then I'm gonna enjoy that 
that maybe 20 minutes of downhill was going to be amazing. Yeah, great perspective, perspective there, and uh, congrats to Dennis. Uh, so the next winner here from the community questions is Stephanie G, and she writes, Hi, Cyrus, have you ever thought of sponsoring a Swiss sports team like LHC or GSHC, for example? So LHC, obviously, it's Lausanne uh, uh, Hockey Club. GSHC, it's Genève Servette. I'm not sure. If someone could say me yes. Um, I think so, Genève Servette. Um, yes and no. <laughs> so there's a lot of people that like said that, oh, you should sponsor Zug. Thank you, merci Romain. Um, so the sponsorship, so we're, we're, we're going to be uh, allocating more and more um, budget to sponsorship. Um, we're trying to see how we want to do this again. It's, it's more, it's very important to see like what is our DNA, what is the mission and how we connect to this DNA through these different people. Hockey, obviously in Switzerland is a national sport. So it's something that's very important. I would say it would make sense. Um, then uh, if you're in Lausanne, so let's say if you're sponsoring it and there's you're you're just small and you see La Vaudoise and huge, or if not La Vaudoise, I forgot which one is the big one, because uh, I haven't been for some time. Um, you know, it doesn't make that much sense. So we'll have to see how we're gonna play this, but we want to do more and more. Um, so a lot of intellectual causes, things that benefit the earth, uh, things that as well have that maybe local uh, culture, you know. Um, but in Switzerland, if I would to choose, I would still go for uh, Roger Federer uh, because Roger Federer is our, uh, you know, the, he's our holy grail. Um, so um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how we play it out. Uh, but probably next next quarter we'll have um, a real good uh, campaign and strategy to sponsor the the right uh, people and the right um, activities. Yeah. That's awesome. Can't wait for the next Swiss Walk team or stadium uh, coming soon. Um, and so next winner we have uh, Ibrahim Sakia, and he's asking like, what do you think is the key for mass adoption of cryptos? Yeah, I think so. Well, there's a little, you know, if you, there's if you want to make a salad out of it, you know, you would you would start with the basis, is the usage of it, right? You, you're not gonna have mass adoption if you don't use it, and if you use it, it's probably because you've built beautiful products um, that are scalable, and uh, I think so. Uh, we're doing that. Obviously, there was some questions earlier that, oh, ERC-20 sucks, you know, the gas fees are too high and all that, and that's for sure. Uh, we need to work on that. Um, you know, there's um, things like being built at SwissBorg, like where potentially we could be sending crypto internally for free. So that that's a great way where people start, like, sending out whatever they want to, whoever they want around the world uh, pretty much for free. So that could be really cool. Uh, we talked about play to earn. Um, we played as well to crypto nations, you know, this is small, but it's going to have a real massive impact, uh, how we're playing this. And the last but not least, again, I always say again, but the governance people voting is cool. I mean, we vote in Switzerland very often. 
okay, maybe it's it, it, it's very complicated topic sometimes, so we really have to um, you know look you know look exactly if we're voting yes or no. But but if you made it in some interactive, fun fun way, where you would say that I don't know what is the next move that something has to do vis-à-vis -vis of this, yeah, like. Which is Swissborg sponsor, LHC, Servette, or Roger Federer, and just people would vote on that. That would be great, right? Or then the next question would be, you know, um, who is the coolest uh, influencer? Is it uh, him, him, or her? And people would be influenced, and then then essentially be able to, I don't know, you know, do something with that. So I think so that that could bring something um, into uh, the spectrum, and uh, yeah. Awesome, and, and congratulations to Ibrahim there. Uh, so the next winner here is Cotillion, and his question is, uh, what is your philosophy regarding CHSB and societal integration in the future? For example, CHSB as a Swiss standard currency, is this possible or do you aim, or how do you aim to achieve this? Yeah, that's a very uh, interesting question. I mean, so first, is is Swissborg only going to have one one crypto, right? That's the, that's the first thing, and 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 based on that is that you know we've seen multiple different other uh, cryptos um, that have launched their own different tokens, right? And some is for their own blockchain whatsoever. And I think so. Obviously, Swissborg, uh, the Swissborg token is is you know the mother of the tokens, but we do have this appetite for next year to be launching other side projects. That could be platforms where people uh, could start, uh, you know, be investing in these different tokens or doing, you know, a lot uh, yield farming through Swissboard token to but to get to acquire these new tokens and and whatsoever. So um, that that's pretty much where we want to we want to want to focus. Then on being uh, our own currency, not for now. It's you know. Even Bitcoin, all it's just too volatile. All of these, I mean, imagine you, 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 you start buying a car, uh, you know, a month ago with Swissboard tokens. When it was at 80 cents, now it's at you know at 60 cents. It wouldn't make sense uh, yet. So the idea is really to grow our our wonderful community and and give always these extra powers, which is about maximizing yields, reducing fees, giving uh, people the the possibility to vote. And then to be adding more and more platform, you know, more and more ways where people could stake and 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 maybe earn in in different other tokens. You know, that's that's a, maybe a cool way to 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 uh, grow the Swiss board token. And then a few years from now, you know, we'll see how things um, evolve. It's always very hard. You know, we see that crypto is dog years. So one year from now, it's like seven years in the in the regular economy. So it's very hard to see what's going to happen. Pretty cool. So um, next winner is Seabait uh, Ramupudu, and he's asking, "Where do you see CHSB in the next five years, and what's what's your what's your vision for the token itself and the utility?" And yeah. So I'm only 38 years old, and in five years times seven, it's 35. So I'm going to be very old by then. Um, I have no clue. Uh, you never know what it's going to be. Uh, you know, it's probably going to be multi-chain, that's for sure. Or at least have on a chain that as reduces like pretty much on a proof of stake concept. Will it have its own blockchain? Maybe, maybe not. 
um, you know, we'll have to figure this out. Um, then we always, as I mentioned, is we want this to be the holy grail and where from that you could really be able to extract uh, a lot of value from the Swiss Borg ecosystem. And, you know, the premium tiers that we put, I think, sort of are one way, but we have to rethink of different ways how people could, again, uh, start to, um, yeah, have superpowers in our uh, great ecosystem. Awesome and great answers. Congratulations to all the winners here. A thousand CHSB each. That's Dennis Glavin, Stephanie G. Ibrahim, Contillion, and Seabate. If you guys could all just DM us on Twitter to claim your prize. Congratulations again, guys. The holidays came early for you this year. And uh, if we do have Roger Federer as a sponsor, I would definitely love to have him back on Staking Mondays. That would be an interesting conversation. Um, so Again, I just want to thank you um, coming on the show today. It was it was absolutely amazing having you on here, Cyrus. And if you could just please give the audience uh, information on where they can find more stuff that you're working on and more information about you in general. Yeah, man, I think so. Um, you know, Twitter is always a great way. Uh, I think it's Cyrus underscore Fazel uh, at Twitter. Uh, if not, you know, download our app. I think this is the best. Watch us on the powwows on Tuesdays and yeah, check us out on swissport.com. Thanks again. And for everyone watching, please be sure to subscribe to staking rewards on YouTube and bookmark stakingrewards.com to keep track of all the yields in the crypto market. As always guys, happy staking. Thanks for watching. Take care. Bye. Thanks guys. Thanks Cyrus. Thanks Victor. Thanks again.